Let's Cover That podcast is brought to you by CMNF Group, professional liability services for over 200 healthcare professions. Visit our website at cmfgroup.com slash podcast for more info. Hey, everybody. Will Sullivan here with Let's Cover That. My co-host, Antonina, is taking a break this week, but we want to step in with Nicole Chrysler of Achieve Health LLC and uh, welcome her today. Nicole, glad to have you on today. Aloha. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. Yeah. So, so Nicole, why don't, why don't you just kind of walk through, you, you just kind of uh, reference it there. You're, you're based out of Hawaii. Why don't you talk about yourself and your 20 years plus of experience and uh, walk us through where you're at now with Achieve Health. Um, thank you, Will. Yeah, I am a physician assistant. I graduated from the University of Washington way back in 2002. Uh, primarily worked in family medicine um, and also had internal medicine, um, some hormone therapy, and then uh, mostly weight loss. So uh, I really enjoy treating patients uh, for weight management. And um, that's become my focus after 21 years now. So, so what, you know, kind of coming from the family practice realm and then kind of stepping into the weight loss and what kind of really triggered you to decide to shift and focus on that specialty particularly? Uh, it was, it was an obvious choice for me. Um, it's the only thing I've seen in 21 years that actually makes a difference in the prevention of illness. Um, you know, diet, exercise, and uh, decreasing obesity prevents, of course, diabetes, hypertension, hyperlipidemia, metabolic syndrome, hormonal issues, infertility, um, joint pain. So to be able to prevent all of those medical issues with one thing is amazing to me. And uh so rewarding to see patients who follow through and change their lives. That's amazing. And so, so when you're doing this work, you're, you're based out of Hawaii, but you know, in, in kind of in the, in the rollout through COVID, how did that kind of shift your focus geographically? And, and even there has to be an impact there from a licensure standpoint too. Why don't walk us through you know, where, where are you reaching yeah. out to geographically? How's that work? Um, I actually started telemedicine pre-COVID, uh, you know, before it was cool. <laughs> I had a family medicine clinic that I owned myself in Idaho and moved to Hawaii. And it was the only way I could continue to see my patients um, from Hawaii. And um, so I did that for three years. I would uh, see patients from here uh, and continue their care. And it worked wonderfully and I, I loved it. it. If the patients, you know, can figure out the technology and get on, um, it really is wonderful. And especially, you know, mothers who have kids at home or were unable to get out of their house due to snow uh, or illness itself, you know, when you're sick, you don't want to leave home. Um, so that's how it kind of started. And then uh, basically, uh, moved into weight loss uh, because I wanted to narrow down my focus and really um, work with people on prevention of, of illness in the future. One of, one of the things from my, like, for weight loss, and I think everybody speaks about this from personal experience, is just you know, how do you track that from a measurable standpoint when you're interacting with these clients and patients? Like how, how's that 
how do you get people, especially pre-COVID, you get the buy-in from the telehealth standpoint. So you already had that kind of patient interaction. You're able to maintain it even geographically from a telehealth perspective. But you know, how, how'd that differ with those you knew initially in person and kind of getting those results measurable versus somebody you're taking in that new that you don't meet in person and gain their buy-in and then showing that measurable activity. How's that differ? Not a lot. Um, I'm still sending out medical history paperwork before I see the patient. So um, I give myself a three-day grace period. They receive a, you know, full medical history, surgical history, all their medications they're on, any allergies. I review if they have a history that is uh, safe to take the medication I'm going to prescribe them for weight loss. Um, so it really doesn't change at all. I have a receptionist who puts all of my information in for me, um, and it's all right there the same way it would be in a, in a medical clinic. So um, then once they're on their first telemedicine visit, of course, we review, okay, any history of heart disease or hypertension, is there a reason you cannot take Ventramine? Um, do you have a history of pancreatitis? And there's a reason you cannot take semaglutide. Um, so reviewing even family history and, and what they may have issues with in the future um, really helps me to decide which medication is best or if they don't want to take medication at all and just uh, stick with the diet exercise plan, um, behavioral health changes, getting enough sleep, um, stress reduction, all of the other factors that play in obesity um, uh, we can just stick with that too. So w with the obesity piece, you know, we, we talk about that becoming an actual area of treatment, a true illness upon itself, you know, how, how's that played as a hurdle into kind of getting kind of buy-in from patients and just the overall health system? I haven't found it to be a hurdle. Um, you know, it's, it's one of those things. It's like patients who smoke cigarettes, um, they will come to you when they're ready to quit smoking. Um, so it's the same thing, you know, with obesity, either their, their blood pressure is going up, they're starting on high doses of cholesterol medication, they're becoming pre-diabetic, their joints are starting to ache or need knee replacements. Um, so it's one of those things that when someone is ready and enough is enough, then, then they, they come. And um, that is the rewarding part is getting to see that change. Um, but yeah, as far as a hurdle, it, it hasn't been, there's, you know, the occasional, uh, patient who's difficult to get online, right. Or, you know, I'll have to call and, and we'll work through the telemedicine part. Um, but for the most part, uh, people really appreciate the fact that they don't have to get in their car and drive and sit in traffic and wait in the waiting room. Um, you know, try to find parking, especially in Hawaii, uh, all of that. So I think, you know, the, the money savings, the time savings, the convenience for their children and their families, uh, all of it is such a benefit. And especially for obesity and weight management, they're getting exactly the same care that they would in a clinic. And so, so you kind of touch upon a lot of the benefits from the telehealth perspective, have there been difficulties with transitioning people that way versus the benefits and how you've kind of worked through that? Or is it just really, hey, we've hit the ground running because I was doing a pre-COVID and it was just more of the same. In fact, I just kind of grew really my business model as I went. 
I would say that the biggest issue is um, trust. And because they are not going into an office and they have run into scammers through the internet, um, there are a lot of people who are jaded by, you know, maybe giving their money to a program and they just took their money and ran. Um, so I have experienced that. That's probably my, you know, biggest obstacle as far as uh, telemedicine is getting them to trust that you are a real person on the other end. You're not a robot. Um, you know, you're not taking money and and running away with it. So, um, yeah, that's trust is, is definitely an issue. So just getting that first visit in, letting them know that you're real, that you are going to follow up, you are going to be there in the future um, because there is no concrete building to go to. Uh, you know, that's, that's an issue. Which is awesome. I mean, totally understandable that people are having difficulty with just the, the online presence, gaining that trustworthiness. But as part of that, as you build, what is it, you know, how, how do you get the sustainable results with the patients? You know, you build this trust that's clearly fundamental to that, but how do you keep it going with them? Um, by it working. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> uh, you know, the way I know, the way I know it's working is they don't come back. And that's my goal is, and that's why I created a short program is because I want the medications to get you there quickly, um, let you know you can do this on your own and then modify your behavior to the point where you don't need doctors, you don't need medication, you don't need any of this, you are powerful enough to do it on your own. Um, and that is the point that I want them to get to at the end of the three months or six months based on whether it's fentramine or semi-glutide. Um, mm -hmm. It is the behavioral change, you know, the mental empowerment and just realizing maybe what what happens to uh, cause behavioral changes, maybe overeating or alcoholism or you know a divorce or stress. Um, but most people can pinpoint something in their life that that sparked a depression or sparked an anxiety. Um, and so so getting to that level of change is what keeps my patients from coming back and. Um, the medication is just a tool. It just, it just gets them there faster, but really the change is, you know, in them. And so, so that's how I monitor is, is if a patient comes back, um, it's very rare and I didn't do my job. So, um, you know, they should not, they should not regain their weight. They should not be coming back. That's awesome. It's really impressive because, you know, as a PA, transitioning into kind of independence, opening up a business. So, you know, speak a little bit about that and just how does it feel, especially as PAs nationally get so much more recognition, I feel like from like the awesome work they've been doing all along, how's that been now, you know, pre-COVID, now you're post-COVID or, or kind of in the midst of it, but you're still this independent operator growing a business, multi-state, like what, what are the things that you've learned about be, becoming more of an entrepreneur versus an employee mindset? Um, I, I, I love it. I've, I've always been in some sort of business, uh, you know, since I graduated from college. So whether it's real estate or um, owning my own doctor's office or 
you know, whatever it is, it's always been a part of my life. So um, I love it. Even as a kid, I used to have you know, many businesses. Um, so that part for me is always exciting. I, I absolutely love it. Um, and to be able to mix it with medicine is is absolutely, you know, the pinnacle for me. It's, it's perfect. Um, as far as, you know, Dr. Purdy is my supervising physician, which is absolutely outstanding. Uh, you know, she's licensed in all the states and allows me that chance to grow. Um, each state is different. You have to abide by, you know, the DEA and the FDA and make sure that telemedicine laws are acceptable and prescribing controlled substances is acceptable. Um, I actually called the, the DEA myself, you know, I'm like, is everything okay? And, and talked to a human and realized, yes, everything is safe. I'm doing everything correctly. This is all <clears throat> approved by DEA and FDA uh, standards. So there's extra work you have to do, of course, but um, overall it's, it's completely worth it. And uh, it's just been a great ride to be on and, and really fun. So, so kind of wrapping up, I mean, what's next for you as you continue to grow your business? Um, Texas now. So, <laughs> so, you know, I'm licensed in Hawaii and California and hoping to grow to Texas next. And with that employ, you know, nurse practitioners or PAs or even doctors, if they want to, uh, you know, work in these states and help me with, with my patient care. And so, um, just growing slowly and um, making sure that uh, everyone keeps my business model um, the way it is now and, and successful and making sure that the patients have the best outcome and uh, keeping their weight off, like I said, and not coming back. Um, that's, that's the main thing is making sure all the providers share the same uh, love and joy for for changing people's lives. It's amazing. But it's, it, you really are a credit to what, you know, what people like to say, you know, like a force for good and the work you're doing out there, changing people's lives one at a time, but then making it a very scalable business as you add on new capabilities with the new licensure and with your supervising physician, it's amazing. So, you know, any nurse practitioner, PA physician would be really privileged to work with you in chief health. Just thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. This was super fun, Will. So I appreciate it.